This is Moonshine and Scoreboards with Kevin, Landon, and Justin. What was the name that we decided on, Justin? Oh, we didn't decide on a name yet. I mean, maybe it would be great to kick the show off and just debate that right now. So we're down to three. We're down to three names. And here are the three. Let me pull it up. You have it, or uh, I've got it in front of me. Okay, you got it in front of me. That's it. It's hitting with them. Yep. All right. So I think the the leader in the clubhouse. I'm going to save for the the last one, but but we'll start with through the T. Now let me tell you why. Yeah, let me tell you why I like this one. Because everyone knows if you're a Tennessee fan, running through the T. We all know what that means, right? Right. And our show is going to be sports. But through the glass, the orange colored glasses of two Tennessee Vols fans, right? So it's like through the T. That's how we see. I like that. I like that. I think that's. I think that's good. Yeah. So so that was kind of what I came up with with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Through the T. I do like that. I mean, yes, as a Tennessee fan, everybody knows what running through the T is and how it's the most. I guess you could say that one of the most historic traditions in college football. Um, Probably one of the most like like goose pimple inducing college football entrances. And I know, again, orange colored glasses. But right. I'm just telling you to, to have seen it, it's it would be a bucket list thing for me to be able to participate in that. I'm not gonna be like oh, one of these man million dollar donors who gets to do it you know occasionally on game day but if if i ever got the opportunity and they were like justin do you want to run through the t first of all i'd probably faint then i'd be like right. yes let's do it yes without yeah i i you know i think i'd like to run through the t but then i'd be worried about tripping and falling <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a uh, uh, bad sight What's the next what's the next uh option here? Next option was Bleacher Boys. Bleacher Boys. Well, I like Bleacher Boys. Um yeah. I mean never never played football, never played college football, never played pro football, but I love football, so you can find me on the bleachers a lot, you know. And Neyland Stadium, the house that General Neyland built, does not have seats, it has bleachers. Absolutely. Well, there are seats, so, but again, you got to be a the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The majority <laughs> of them are. I'm a peasant, and I sit in the bleachers. <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, yeah, I like Bleacher Boys. I, I, I don't know if I like Bleacher Boys or running through the team more, but it's a toss yeah. up right now. Yeah, Bleacher Boys, I think, is a little silly too. It's like self deprecating, so it means we're not taking ourselves too seriously. And we know we're on the sidelines. Our opinions don't matter, but we like talking about stuff. We like watching sports, so that's who we are. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. If, if somebody listens to this and likes our opinion, you know, hey, cool. I, yeah, I appreciate join that. us in the bleachers. <laughs> yeah, you can come join us in the bleachers. That could be our fan club, the bleacher creatures. That's crazy. Oh, wait. <laughs> We're going to get a cease and desist for that. Oh, one. no. <laughs> I thought you just came up with that off the hip. Yeah, and I, was like, I love that, it. That would have been impressive. What's the third option? Third option is the one that I think we all like the most. And I ran these by the girlfriend as well. And she, she liked this one the most moonshine and scoreboards, moonshine and scoreboards. I think that's the one that we should roll with. I think uh, that's right. I mean, I, I even liked a variation of it. Moonshine and checkerboards. 
Oh, you know, because checkerboards, Tennessee, iconic end zone. But I kind of like moonshine and scoreboards that way. It kind of opens up to all sports, not just the checkerboards, not just UT checkerboards. And moonshine is like synonymous with Tennessee. Exactly. And if, and if you don't like moonshine, you probably don't need to listen to this. I'd say nine times out of ten when we record this show, I'll probably have some sort of a moonshine cocktail. I'm going to make it a thing if that's our name. Okay, well, let's roll with moonshine and scoreboards. All right. And I like that one, and I can make myself a moonshine cocktail as well. Sometimes it might just be straight moonshine, depending on the day that I've had. It depends on, exactly. You can tell the day by the bottle that you drink. Isn't that like a Bon Jovi quote? I think so. I think you're right. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's it's a moonshine cocktail, but sometimes, you know, it just has to be some straight white lightning. You know what I mean? Yeah, get it right into the paint. <laughs> Literally. So I guess we'll run with moonshine and scoreboards. Um, I guess we should probably do like an intro for us. Uh, I'm Kevin. I, I, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I'm a diehard Tennessee Vols fan. I also like other sports. Um, I, I, I like the New York Yankees. Uh, that's where I got my bleacher creatures from. You like the New York Yankees. This year, I like the New York Yankees. In past years, I've loved the New York Yankees. But this year, mm. we're just sort of like, we're about to be going to, it's complicated. Um <laughs> But right Update now we're that Facebook status. Yeah, right now we're still we're still in a like phase. Um, right. I'm still living with them, but they're about to pack their bags and move out if they keep going the way that they're going. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I love the balls. I mean, and I love college football. This time of year is like my favorite time of year because yes, the MLB playoffs are coming, and baseball has always been like one of the things that I love the most. But, like, college football is where it's at for me. I, I truly intend to spend all of my Saturdays in the fall from, like, 10 a.m. till, like, 10 p.m. sitting in my man cave watching college football. I mean, that's the dream. I know. It's, I mean... I've already told my wife, like, hey, tomorrow, like Saturday, don't, don't ask because the answer is no. Like, well, Tennessee only plays at 12 o'clock. Well, you know what? There's games after Tennessee. <laughs> There's a whole That's slate of games. There's a whole slate, buddy. I'm looking at it right now. My, my, my friends at Barstool Sports put, uh, they have a whole graph of the games. And it has like the TV station, the time, and the whole nine yards. And I'm just looking at it, and it's just the most beautiful thing. It's color coordinated with mascots and everything. This is a free ad for Barstool, like they need ads, but it's just, it's immaculate to have this in my hands again, saying another season of college football is here is just, is just great. What about you? Who are you, and what do you like? Well, first of all, I would say I love a helmet schedule. Oh, I, man, a helmet schedule. I think helmet schedules are my favorite. That's like Christmas Day when the helmet schedules get released. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you do. You're listening to a sports podcast. But uh, every year there will be uh, someone, some source out there in the interwebs that will release like an SEC helmet schedule. So every week you've got the matchups represented by the helmets of the school, and it's just beautiful. There's nothing it's, better than the helmet schedule. It is. Uh, the helmet schedule is is synonymous, not so much with the NFL, because, yeah, you could do it with the NFL, but it's like a college football thing, the helmet mm-hmm. schedule is. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Well, my name is Justin, and I also am a college football fan, particularly a huge, diehard, lifelong fan of the Tennessee Volunteers. I currently live in Orlando, Florida, but I was born and raised on Rocky Top, right in the shadow of Ayers Hall, essentially. I lived right down the road uh, in South Knoxville. So, I mean, it's in my blood. I'm a UT graduate, and I would say, as with most people who spent um, like a majority of their life in Knoxville, you tend to grow up more of a college sports fan than you are a pro fan, but... I do love pro sports. I love the NFL. Be big fan of Major League Baseball. I follow the NBA, but I really get into it around playoff time. Same thing with the NHL. I even will. You might catch me on certain days watching some tennis on TV. I don't really watch golf. I draw the line at golf. I know you watch golf, Kevin. I don't watch golf. I do. I do love a good golf choice. See, golf. Golf is great. Golf. The people that do golf, the PGA people and the tournaments and all that, they're smart because they do it in the summer when there's baseball and there's no football on on Sundays. And there's very few things that are better than putting on a golf tournament on a Sunday afternoon and taking a nice little cat nap to some guys swinging some... (laughs) some... That's not a sales pitch for watching golf. (laughs) Yeah, well, you watch it and then you fall asleep in the middle of the round and then you wake up and you can catch like the last four holes and the drama and (laughs) it's great. I I do love golf. Um, I actually draw the line at tennis, so I'm glad that we we flip-flop there. I, I don't think I've ever watched a tennis match. In my life, that's that's what? not a bridge that I've crossed. I have, a, I have a question for you. What do you think the most boring sport that you would be willing to watch on TV is? I have my answer. I have a couple, actually. Uh, I will watch NASCAR. NASCAR is pretty dang boring. Four left out. turns, baby. <laughs> I watch NASCAR. Um, NASCAR. Uh... Yeah, probably probably NASCAR is probably like the line, I'd say. I mean, if, it, if it's a very intense tennis tournament, like a finals at Wimbledon that's going like to the very, very end and going, I, I don't even know how they do overtime or something like that, but I would watch that just because okay. I have FOMO on okay. Twitter, X, Facebook, <laughs> and, and I'm seeing everybody's stuff and I'm like, oh, this is really cool and I'm not watching it. Let me watch it. Uh, but oh, and soccer. Soccer is incredibly boring <laughs> on TV. And, yes, I would agree with that. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude! You watch yeah. for 105 minutes for sometimes no goals. I was gonna say to end the game scoreless, and then we all yeah. go home. We all go home yeah. sad. Yeah, that that's 
that's miserable. What's yours? So first I want to respond to the soccer thing because I'm not a football soccer watcher or fan. However, living in Orlando, we've got two professional soccer teams. We have Orlando City and then we have the Pride. Um, and Orlando City has a, a, a mediocre Orlando fan base. You'll see people around wearing the purple and gold representing the Lions. There, there's, there are people who are pretty passionate about it. Um, my girlfriend, Casey, was able to get tickets for her company to get a section of seats for a game this year. And I was like, well, when else am I going to go to a soccer game? Sure, I'll go. I had a blast. Really? It was so much fun. But I will say, we got there like 15 minutes late because we were pre-gaming at a bar in downtown Orlando. And I was like, and I told Casey, I said, we got to get over there. Because you realize, in soccer, there may be no goals in a game. There may be one goal, and if we get there and that one goal has already happened, I'm going to be yes. <laughs> Yeah, so, you're, you're going to be pretty sick if you miss it. <laughs> so we get there, and guess what? The score was one nothing, Orlando. Oh, no. And we arrived, but it ended 3-3. It was a game with Philadelphia. It ended 3-3, so we actually saw a lot of goals. Uh, but sadly, it ended in a draw. <laughs> in a draw. That's the thing I don't like about soccer is that, like, you can end in a tie or a draw or however they say it, and it's like, okay, well, I just wasted two two plus hours of my day, almost two hours of my day, because nobody wins. Yeah. Okay I, I guess if, if you were the team that was trailing and you ended up, like, evening the score, then you're like, oh, thank, thank goodness we didn't lose, right? But if you're the team right. – that was leading that game. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. For sure, it's a loss. Yeah, so um, anyway. My answer yeah. is curling. I love watching that's curling. Gosh. Yeah, you got to – that's a deep cut, dude. <laughs> I love it. That is and a I don't, deep cut. It doesn't even have to be Olympic curling. I love watching curling. I, I want to do it. I think it's – I think for me it really is more like I want to do that thing. Yeah. But, you, you want to sweep? I I want to sweep. I want to throw those stones. Yeah. Buddy, I got a big old house that you can come sweep. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to sweep, just give me the call. And you can come sweep anytime you want. Yeah. Um, well, man, I appreciate funny. the offer. But it, unless you're unless you're rolling a stone like through your basement, <laughs> and I have to sweep in front of it. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll get a little baseball and roll it out in front of you like a little dog. <laughs> and then go, sweep, sweep, sweep. Ah, ah, ah. You have to yell at me while I'm sweeping. <laughs> the whole nine yards, just like that. I don't know about doing all that, but I will. Um, I would appreciate it if you came and swept my house for me. That'd be great. Um, but let's talk about, like, our favorite sport, which is college football. Let's do it. Let's get into some college football, dude. Um, it's – we're going to be the stereotypical, um, you know, everybody else is doing this same thing. First episode of the season. Let's make our predictions, this, that, and the other. I want to get into that. And I also want to get into like the week one slate because the week one slate is, I believe I read somewhere that this is like the first time in almost, I believe 30 years that there hasn't that there's been only one ranked versus ranked matchup. And wow. yeah, so like week one, all the excitement that we've been talking about for like the last 15, 20 minutes, 
is almost going to get just like popped on Saturday when you're sitting there watching these games. And there's a very high potential of just, I'm just being beat down after beat down after beat down. It's like, awesome. I'm glad I waited all summer for college football to come back to have to wait all day Saturday and then wait all day Sunday for the only ranked versus ranked matchup being Sunday night with LSU and Florida State. But yeah, but we're great. building up. That's going to be a good one. So That is going to be a great game. And there's a game that we are interested in, you know. Absolutely. There's as the 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 the, the Vol faithful are very interested in a certain game at twelve o'clock on Saturday. But let's we'll come to that in a second. Okay. Let's get to uh, our conference predictions. Let's do um, it. I just want to go through each conference, and I want to know who you think is going to win the conference, plain and simple. Um, Easy enough. No, no particular order, uh, but. It might be alphabetical, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't know my alphabet. Um, it was but close. it almost is. Yeah, I got SEC and Pac-12 mixed up. Oh, well. Uh, let's start at the top. ACC. Uh, who's going to win the ACC? Typically, this is a Clemson conference. Um, nine times out of ten, as far as I can remember, it's been a Clemson conference. Do you think it's going to be continue to be a Clemson conference? Or do you sense a change in the air? No, I sense a change in the air. I yeah. I think last year, Tennessee got a real good look at Clemson. And we're talking ACC champion Clemson in the Orange Bowl. And that look made me realize they weren't all that. Buddy, we and beat there. We did. We handed it to them. And we, Tennessee, the Tennessee Volunteers, but we're going to say we on this show. We handed it to them. Um, And I'm a little bit biased now because I have to say my girlfriend, Casey, a Florida State grad. Her brothers are Florida State grads. They're huge fans. I've been following Florida State now a little more closely. And last year, I liked what I saw out of Florida State. And I think this might be the year that they're back. I really think there's a really think there's a chance that they're going to jump up and and surprise a few people and maybe be a dark horse playoff contender possibly. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Florida State. I I like it. I like it. I I also am sensing change in the air, and it's the same sense same change that you're sensing. I I am also on Florida State this year. I think Jordan Travis is a really good quarterback and Mike Norvell is building a really good program there. Florida State's been like a sleeping giant in the ACC. I feel like they haven't been very good for a little bit. I mean, probably since like Jameis Winston. Um, And I think that this is the year that I think they're going to, I think they're going to go pretty far this year. A little a little teaser into my college football prediction or playoff predictions, but uh, I, I think I don't think this is the last time you're going to hear Florida State's name mentioned um, in this episode. So, uh, okay, so we both got Florida State winning the ACC. What about the Big Ten? The Big Ten, the conference that added like 15 teams in the summer, <laughs> soon, um, soon to be the Big Thirty. Yeah, yeah, the Big Thirty, uh, <laughs> spanning from the Central Time Zone to the Pacific Time Zone. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so 
Uh, we'll get into conference realignment and talk uh, later on this year. Uh, but uh, the Big Ten, as of now, who do you think wins wins this conference? Well, I know Ohio State has kind of had a stranglehold on the Big Ten for quite a while. I've got a lot of close friends that are Buckeye fans. But even though this year is starting with a little bit of controversy for the maize and blue, mm. I actually I think that Michigan is, is going to take that step this year. I, I, I think it's been, I don't know how many years. It's, hasn't it been like five or six years, maybe more, since they've beaten Ohio State? Um, no, they've been no? in the past two years. No, what? They, right? They've been on the top. Yeah, yeah, they've been on last year and the year before, <laughs> and they won the conference last year. Michigan did. What yeah. am I talking about? That well, anyway, okay. Well, that Penn makes State. it okay. Well, that makes it less dramatic. But uh, but no, I I think I think Michigan is going to uh, step up and and take the Big Ten this year. I think I don't like Harbaugh. But I think he's built a strong program there, and um, I think Ohio State lost a lot to the draft. I know they always reload, but replacing a quarterback is hard. So, yes. so I think that's going to yeah. be the edge that Michigan gets this year. Yeah, I uh, I don't agree. Unfortunately, okay. oh, I think it's so. I I think it's Ohio State that takes it this year. I think. Ryan Day, I think that like the higher ups at Ohio State have said, listen, we don't care if you go one and eleven this year. If you lose to Michigan again, you're fired. It doesn't matter. Because I think that they are so tired of them. I mean, you're talking about an Ohio State team that up until two years ago, like like you had said, was dominating Michigan year in and year out. They were not close games. They were beating them in Ann Arbor and in Columbus, and it did not matter who Michigan had. It didn't matter, like, all the momentum that Michigan would be having. It didn't matter if Ohio State was had a bowl ban on that season or, or anything. They were still stomping Michigan into the ground, and now it's almost like the roles have reversed, um, where now it's like Michigan is taking care of Ohio State two years in a row. And I think Ryan Day knows that, listen, man, you, you can win every other game this season. You can win the Big Ten. You can win the national championship. You lose to Michigan, you're gone. There's a large majority of the people that are going to want you gone if you lose to Michigan. So I, I think that he feels that pressure, and I think Ohio State uh, wins, wins the Big Ten this year. All right. We got our first disagreement. I think it's good. I hope I, I hope it's not too too many, but I hope we can disagree on a, a few things, or else we we'll oh sure the same mindset all the time. <laughs> so um, the next one, the next one I know is the Big Twelve. I want you to start the Big Twelve prediction this time. Okay, 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 okay. I'll do the Big Twelve. I think there's another sleeping giant that has been sleeping for a while. They've been you know waking up occasionally, and there's. There's been some talks about them potentially being, maybe being back by chance. Um, I, I I don't see Texas. I don't see any other any way that Texas doesn't win the Big Twelve. Yeah. I think I think Oklahoma is going to be garbage again this year. 
I'd be very surprised if they're contending for the Big 12. I don't see – Max Duggan ain't walking through that door at TCU. So they're not – I don't see them doing it. I know Kansas State won it last year, but they also lost a lot of talent. I mean, it, it's almost like it makes too much sense for Texas to not be the pick here or to be the pick here. Um, yeah, I mean – all the Texas fans are going to be like, oh, we're back, we're back, we're back. If you don't win the conference this year, you're, you're not back. I don't know when you're going to be back if you don't win the conference this year because newsflash, you're coming to a lot harder conference next year <laughs> that you're not going to be back in that conference anytime soon. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it's Texas. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you. Um, and I hope that they – do go ahead and win the Big 12 this year. It would be a little bit of a, a kick right in the nuts to the Big 12 to have the, one of the exiting schools win the conference. Right. right Take before the belt with them to the SEC, baby. Yeah, that's right. You And then they just are forever Big 12 champions. You can't take it from yeah. them. Um, can't take it from them. Don't mess with uh, Texas. That's right, but I think it'll be harder. It'll be a harder road, tougher sledding once they get the SEC. Um, and so they better take advantage of this while they can because, as Josh Heupel so eloquently put it, there's only one real shade of orange. That's there's right. There's only one real UT. So That's right. They're going to be you, all yeah. in line. I, oh, man. Well, we saw that last year with Clemson. You know, there's only one real shade of orange. We knock off Clemson last year. I believe <laughs> we play Texas in two years. I hope that that game is in Newland Stadium so I can go. And I will be jawing it up with any Texas fan that wants to go and be like, hey, man, we're going to mess with Texas, buddy. We're going to mess with <laughs> Texas for 60 minutes, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I guess we'll skip the SEC. We'll go in alphabetical order. Let's go to the Pac-12. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first again this time? Yeah, yeah, take the Pac-12. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go, I'll go first. I'm going to say the Washington Huskies oh. are going to win the Pac-12. Is that who you want? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, okay. See, I wanted to say USC. Everybody's saying USC. I have the advantage of watching the USC game on Saturday and seeing how god awful that offense, uh, that defense was. Yeah, they against San Jose State. <laughs> yeah, and I USC they didn't win the conference last year because of their defense. They got a bunch of defensive transfers in this year. They returned the Heisman winner in Caleb Williams this year. I still just don't see a way that that defense has improved enough to not to knock off the likes of like Oregon, Washington, hell, even Oregon State with DJ out there from DJ Yuga Lely or I don't know how to say his last name. I'm just going to call him DJ from Clemson. He's at Oregon State now, and, and they could be contending for a championship, a Pac-12 championship. Let's not even forget about Coach Prime at Colorado. Right. right. They might be doing something, too. I mean, Jackson State did really good last year in, in, uh, in their conference. And like he said, he brought his own luggage, and it's all Louie. And he brought <laughs> 90% of that roster with him. So, I mean, he might be – you never know. You might see Colorado win the Pac-12. But I think Washington with Michael Penix Jr. Um, 
I think they make some noise, and I think they I think they win that conference. What about you? You had Washington as well, right? I I did, and I think they have a, a favorable schedule. I think they get a lot of tough matchups at home. Utah's at home. Oregon's at home. Arizona State it probably won't be a tough matchup, but that'll be at home. Um, they well, play at at USC. Shouldn't be an issue, I don't think. I, I I think it's all on the shoulders of Michael Penix Jr. I think that I think he's going to be a Heisman candidate this year. Um, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I I mean he put up some big numbers last year, um, and you know maybe I'm a little biased. This was a guy who was committed to UT at one point. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, he's also like 30 years old. Still yeah, he's, he's 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 a mature guy, kind of like our own quarterback. But uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I I think Washington. It would be um, again as the Pac-12 falls apart here. Um, it would be pretty cool for Washington to win it and take that uh, trophy with them to the Big Ten. So yeah, you're gonna have a whole bunch of trophies in different conferences. Uh, is what it's it's boiling down to. All right, I think we should do the SEC at the same time. So I think we should just go on three. Oh, okay. Um, That way, I'm curious to see what you say. So we'll go on three, all right? I might One, two, three. Tennessee. Alabama. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) See, you're not a real ball fan. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. I mean... I'll tell you, like I know we'll we'll get into it as we go, but um, I don't think Tennessee will go undefeated in the regular season. Um, I, I think we're I think Tennessee is set up to have a strong year. We play very tough competition, and going to Alabama this year, I I, I just don't know if we can win that game in Tuscaloosa. I think they're going to have revenge on their minds. And I'm worried about Texas A&M, to be honest. I feel like that's a game that could get us. I am less worried about Georgia. I think that I'm there's ready. a, I think there's a strong chance. I, I, I realize the game last year was a blowout. It wasn't score wise a blowout, but Georgia, Georgia basically stuck their arm out and they said, "You're not going to win this game," and then they just ran the clock out. Right. And and they could have run the score up on us and they didn't. Um, right. So I, I have, a, I just, I don't know what it is. I feel like this year, I know we'll see by the time we play Georgia, it's like the end of the year. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to have a lot of things worked out. They'll have a lot of things worked out as they break in new players. I don't know. I just have a better feeling about that game than I do Alabama. I think that's a, that I don't, I don't see us winning that one. And I, I don't know what it is, but I worry about that Texas A&M game. I think they've been underperforming the last mm-hmm. couple of years. I think they could take a step forward this year. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think that's going to be our South Carolina game this year. Oh, goodness. I hate that because that's the weekend of my birthday. Tennessee <laughs> hasn't lost like my birthday weekend in like five years. So oh. I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to be at that game. Because mm-hmm. I've been at like every game on my birthday weekend or for my birthday last year, the Alabama game was my birthday present. I was there. Yeah. The Jawan Jennings game in, in Athens was my birthday present. I was there. 
Uh, I believe it was five year, three years ago, three or four years ago, we were unranked and we were playing Mississippi State and they were ranked. That was on my birthday. We beat them on my birthday. So I'm going to try to be there okay. for that Texas A&M game because I, I don't feel the same that you do. I don't think that Texas A&M is going to be. Texas A&M has two, two options. They're either going to be really good or they're going to miss a bowl game again. Yeah. It's just about that. That's just it. Um, but I think that will. I think Tennessee will take care of them. I actually agree with you. I think Tennessee is going to lose to Alabama, but I think Tennessee is going to beat Georgia. I think Tennessee is going to beat Florida, uh, Kentucky. They're going to beat the crap out of South Carolina. Yeah, um, that's our that's our revenge game this year. Yeah, I I anticipate that game to get the score to be run up on that game. Um, and I think that Tennessee gets to the SEC championship with one loss being to Alabama. That game being in Tuscaloosa, I think that's what makes kind of like the difference there instead of it being in Knoxville like it was last year. I think those two teams go one-on-one again in a neutral site location, and I think that Tennessee has has what it takes to beat them in a neutral site location. And and that's why I think the Vols win. I think that they win the SEC. I, I mean, like you said, it, the schedule lines up really well for Tennessee. I mean, I know you're playing in the Swamp. But as we record right now, Florida's losing by, I believe, two touchdowns to Utah. They are. Yeah. Um, without Utah's starting quarterback. Yeah, they're down So, big. Yeah, so that tells you how good Florida's going to be this year. Um, you go to Kentucky. Everybody's always big on Kentucky, but everybody was big on Kentucky last year. And Will Jeans threw about five interceptions and didn't, didn't do nothing for me. So uh, that's Will Levis, if you guys didn't get yeah. the joke. It's, Levi's, Levi's. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. That's a that's a personal joke of mine. Um, <laughs> I like it, Kevin. I don't like Levis at all. <laughs> I hope he. I hope this gets to him somehow. But I, I don't. I, Will Levis. I don't like you. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I hope he hears this. Yeah, I hope he hears. I don't like you. I don't think you're very good. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. So that's that's my SEC champion. I. I I don't know. I feel bad picking the balls. You know, I feel like, oh, you're just a homer, yada, yada, yada. But I really do think that it, it lines up well for Tennessee. Uh, the Koshua playoff. Who do you have? Who are your four teams? And who wins it all? Oh, let's do your four teams first. Okay. So I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Washington. Why not go with conference champions? I'll go right. Washington. I'll go Florida State. I'll go Alabama, and I'll go Michigan. Those are going to be okay. my four. Okay. And then, no, don't tell if, me who wins it. Oh, okay. Don't tell me. Who I'll wins hold it. it. I'm get that. Yeah, yeah, hold it in. I'm going to go with. This is going to shock some people. I think the number one seed in the playoff is going to be Notre Dame. I think that the Fighting Irish are going to be sick this year. Okay. I call it, call me a prisoner of the moment. You know, I watched them on Saturday, hang 48-52 on Navy in Ireland. Yeah, I know. On Navy. (laughs) Sam Hartman looked like a Greek god out there. Audric Estime looked like a Greek god out there. They were running over and throwing the ball all over the field. Um, 
I went to an Notre Dame game last year. I kind of fell in love with them. I oh, kind of fell for the Irish. <laughs> and something about the tradition and being there, it just kind of gets in your blood a little bit. And I was like, yo, do I, do I like these guys? And, and I kind of do. I think that it lines up perfectly for them to be a one seed because they're playing three top ten teams this year. They're playing at Clemson. If they win that game, that's, that's a big win for them. They're playing USC at home in South Bend, and they have Ohio State in South Bend. I mean, if they win all three of those games, it's going to be real hard for the committee to be like, no, you have three top ten wins, but we're not going to vote. We're not going to put you as a number one seed. Plus, wait, I need, Notre Dame. I need I uh, need. Yes, I agree with that point. I, I think Notre Dame definitely has the advantage of being Notre Dame. And right. I think that if they have a above average season, then the media talking heads are going to want to keep them in the playoff conversation for as long as possible. Because they're Notre Dame. Because they're Notre Dame. However, I just don't think that they are going to manage to run the table, and they'll have to. I think they have to. Right. They do have to. Um, And I don't think that they will. I think that, I mean, the Ohio State game is early. Right, Um, it is. End of September. Uh, it's not the last game of September, but third week of September. Uh, well, fourth, really, fourth Saturday in September. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think they can win that game. Um, I, I like you said. I don't think USC is for real. I think they can probably beat USC. I think by the time they play Clemson, that's not going to be an impressive win. Just my opinion. <laughs> I think you're right. I think by the time they play Clemson, that'll be like a Clemson that probably has like two losses already. Yeah. Because it is late in the season. But, you know, I, here's the other thing. If Notre Dame beats these not highly ranked teams, as mm-hmm. bad as they beat Navy on Saturday, you know, there's style points there. Yeah. And the committee likes that too. Um, and I think Marcus Freeman's a hell of a coach, and I think he knows that, that their style points and running the score up on teams, as unsportsmanlike as that is, sometimes you're just going to, put your foot on their throat and just run the score up. Especially if you're Notre Dame, you don't have a conference championship. You know your season is going to come down to three games. Truly. And I don't know. I'm just big on Notre Dame. So yeah. No, Notre you could Dame be right. One seed. Okay. Yeah. Notre Dame is on one seed. Um, Florida State's my two seed. Okay. I think Florida State goes undefeated. I think they're my two seed. I believe that Ohio State will be my three seed with a one loss to being being to Notre Dame. And then I have Tennessee at four with uh, a one loss to Alabama, but being a one loss SEC champion. So those are my four. Um, And then ultimately, I think you're going to have a national championship of Notre Dame Florida State probably. We're going to damn. That's a tough yeah. game. Florida State and Tennessee would be a fun Ooh. game. Uh, that'll be a tough game too. I think I think it would be a Florida State Notre Dame uh, national championship, and I and I do think that the four horsemen will ride again in the Irish. I think it, I just think it's the Irish's year, man. I I do something about that 
navy shirt and that gold helmet just <laughs> it's magic gets my blood flowing it does man oh no as i'm wearing a tennessee polo it's just like it's just so hard to pick against Notre name in any game this year so i got Notre name winning it all who do you got evan i i just i worry that in our first college football season of existence as a podcast that you're gonna look like uh, a, a dunce a dunce <laughs> You're going to be wearing a dunce cap at the end of the year, and I hate that for you. Um, <laughs> I very well could. I could either look like a genius, or Notre Dame could go like nine and three, and I could be like, "All right, well, he's an idiot." No, no one will say that about you. That I, here's what I think. I didn't. I didn't seed my my teams, but I can do it now. I'll do. Um, I'll do Michigan one. I will do Florida State two. I'll do. Alabama, no, 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 switch it up. Alabama two, Florida State three, and Washington four. So that gives us a uh, Michigan-Washington game, which I think Michigan would probably win. And then Mm -hmm. that gives us Florida State-Alabama, which would be a great game. That would be a fun game. I think I'll I'll go Alabama just because Florida State, Welcome back to the party, but you're, you know, it's been a while. So, right. and we've got Alabama, Michigan in the championship. And I think, I think, I think Michigan would win it. I'm just, really? I'm just, okay. I'm going to say Michigan because I think it's just time. I think it's time for the SEC to lose a championship. And so, and, and I, and I would just love to see Nick Saban get all the way back there and then lose that. So that's, right. that's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. Right, yeah. Um, I think that's a good pick. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are picking Michigan. I think a lot of people are picking Alabama. Um, Alabama's going to be good, man. They're going to have revenge on their mind after last year. Yeah. You know. I, w- I want to tell you this, just as a, as a non-sequitur, going back to last year, um, watching Tennessee and Alabama, for, first of all, that game was just magical. It was one of the most fun college football games that I've ever watched. And I am so jealous that you got to be there for it. Incredible. Um, but It was the best day of my life. <laughs> and you can probably attest to this. I don't know that I've seen a better quarterback live, well, watched a game live and seen a better college quarterback than Bryce Young. Like, he's, God bless, he was just so good. He's the only reason they were in that game. He's, um, and he was hurt. Yeah, and he was that? hurt. Yeah. He, I, he was, I was so unreal. Impressed. He was unreal how just squirmy he was. I mean, there were multiple times. I have a confession. I rewatch that game probably two to three times a month. <laughs> I just rewatch it on YouTube. Um, because I mean, it, it was the best day of my life, bar none. It was just phenomenal. Um, but <laughs> he just, we, there would be so many times that we would have, have him, and he just, whoop, just pop out of it. The only other player I remember being like that was Johnny Manziel, that mm-hmm. you would have him tackled and he was gone. Yeah. And it, and just a great quarterback. But, you know, sometimes you just get outperformed by a better quarterback. And Hendon had a better game that game. So Hendon had a great – well, Jalen Hyatt outplayed everybody. So Jalen Hyatt was the man. Jalen uh, Hyatt was the man. That gets us to Tennessee. In That's contrast, a good sequitur. It is. It is. And I'll just say in contrast to what I was saying a minute ago, um, 
this year Alabama doesn't have Bryce Young, and that's why I feel more confident about Michigan. Alabama does not have Bryce Young. I believe their quarterback is uh, Tyler Beckner or something like that. I believe that's his name. Um, He was a Notre Dame transfer. Okay. uh, Coming with Tommy Reese, who was the Notre Dame offense coordinator last year. So I do think that he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, I know that Saban hasn't named the starting quarterback yet, but I, I mean, you saw Jaden Milrow, Milrow against uh, Texas A&M, and Texas A&M was very bad last year, and they almost beat Alabama with Milrow at quarterback. So that should tell you about that experiment. Yeah. Um. So I, I do think it's how Beckham should have to lose. I think he'll be good. I don't think he'll be Bryce Young, but I think Saban's going to have revenge on his mind. Um. And Saban's a scary guy when he's got revenge on his mind. Agreed. That's what, if, that, if there's one thing that we know, it's Nick Saban's a, a scary dude when he's thinking about revenge. Um, real quick, I want to run through some Tennessee predictions with you real fast. Okay. Uh, just because I want to be able to hit the week one preview before we lock up and uh, give out some picks before we're out of here. Okay. Um, so, UT, I believe we both said – you said ten and two. Yeah, that's your official standing, the official prediction on the record. Yeah. I feel like that's a. I, I still. I think it's aggressive, but I think ten and two. I, to say that we're going to do it in back to back years is crazy. But I, 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 right now, I feel like whether that second loss is Texas A and M or whether it's Georgia, it's we'll, right. we'll have we'll have two losses. And yeah, I, I say ten and two. I totally agree. Um, even though I completely just. I agree that there's to say 10 and two is crazy because given, you know, who we're talking about and the recent history of them, I believe uh, I'm friends with a guy on X Twitter, um, Mark Nagy. He does the weather here as well in Knoxville, um, author of the book decade of dysfunction. And that, that, that sums up the university of Tennessee in the last 10 years. It's a decade of dysfunction. Um, so I, I believe that 10 and two is a little crazy to say, but I'm going to one up here. I'm going to say 11 and one. I, I just think that this squad that Tennessee has, I think they're better than last year's team. And I know that that's insane to say, because you, you lost the Bolitnikoff winner in Jalen Hyatt. You lost a hell of a receiver in Cedric Tillman. You lost your starting middle linebacker and your anchor of your defense in Jeremy Banks. And then you lose the SEC Offensive Player of the Year in Hendon Hooker. Should have been a, a Heisman candidate, yes. Should have been a Heisman winner, in my opinion. But yes, um, you lose him as well. Here's the thing, though, man. This defense is going to be better than the world last year. Um, I think Arian Carter at linebacker is going to fill the, holes, fill the shoes of Jeremy Banks as a true freshman really quick. And he's going to be really good. I think this is crazy. I think Joe Milton's going to be better than Hendon Hooker was. Oh, that is nuts. That's wild. I think think uh, it's wild, but here's the thing with Joe Milton. And I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one it was, so I apologize. But the guy that they were interviewing had said that he, two years ago, he went to a UT practice and they had said, you're going to go to practice. You're going to stand behind Joe Milton. And you're going to look, we're going to watch him throw the ball. And you're going to say, this is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. 
And he did that, and he came back the next day and he said, this is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Joe Milton has a natural God-given talent to just have a bazooka of an arm. And I've never seen anything like it. I think that if he has developed the touch on his passes that I'm hoping that he has, that I'm hoping a year behind Hendon Hooker would have shown that, you know, you, you, this is what you have to work at. And we saw it in the Orange Bowl. He was dropping dimes in the Orange Bowl against a very good Clemson defense. Yeah. You have that going for you. You have another year in this offense going for you. Joe Milton is a huge person. He's bigger than Hendon Hooker was. <laughs> he's a giant, he's, yeah. He's faster than Hendon Hooker was. He's bulkier than Hendon Hooker was. Where Hooker was getting out of bounds, Joe Milton's going to run you over. And I just think the only thing that stopped Joe Milton from being in New York for the Heisman ceremony is not having the touch on the ball or getting hurt. Those are the only two things. I am 150% in on the Joe Milton train. And I know that that sounds crazy given we're talking about the same dude that had a chance to beat Ole Miss <laughs> and ran out of bounds on the last play of the game. But I'm just all in on Joe Milton. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's my husband winner. Joe Milton's my husband winner this year. I, I, I well, I, I will say, say. I, I would love it. I would love it. I mean, obviously, that would be a miracle because Tennessee's never had a Heisman winner. Um, and for it to be a guy who look at where he started his his career, not just at Tennessee, but you know, starting at Michigan and, and getting benched and transferring and everything that he's gone through, being the ultimate teammate. I think he's a wonderful guy. I think he is a leader in the locker room. I think I think the the players around him love him. If if he can back that up with development, which I think is very possible, because I think that our uh, Josh Heupel and Joey, ha- I can't say his name right, Halsell, yeah, Halsell, Joey H, Joey H. I think that there's a strong chance that they have improved his game, and really, it's just can he make the decisions? I here's what I think. I think he th- he even though I realize right now, like he. Uh, Heupel said he hasn't thrown a interception all all camp all preseason. Uh, he did, you know, he, he's protected the ball when he's played. But I think he's more of a gunslinger than Hendon was. I think Hendon protected the ball more than what Joe will. I think Joe will take some shots, um, which is okay. Um, sometimes you need to do that, and mm-hmm. you know, if if his luck is on his side more often than it's not, then you could be right. So and I'd love to see it. It would be magical. That means we're in for a magical season. If, if Joe Heisman, if Joe Heisman, <laughs> Joe if, Heisman, baby, don't start if, the campaign. If don't Joe started, if, if Joe Milton wins the Heisman, the Tennessee will be in the playoffs. No, 100%. Doubt. 100%. Yeah. I agree. And he would have a chance to play um, Michigan. Which would be awesome. That's right. Oh, couldn't you imagine that? Joe Milton against Michigan and he's the one that beats them. Oh, buddy. My, my, the hair on my arms just stood up. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to run through a wall for this man. Um, who's the unsung hero on this team? Who's one guy on this team that not a lot of people are talking about? I said that really New York. Not a lot of people are talking about. What are they talking about? Uh, 
They're not talking about him. Um, one guy on this team that not a lot of people are talking about that has the potential to be a breakout star. Who do you think it is? I think that's going to end up coming from the running back room, and I think it's going to be. Really? I think it's going to be Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright, my man, Jalen Wright. You know what I remember the most about Jalen Wright? What's that? When he scored a touchdown against Florida last year, did the Gator jump in the throat slash and didn't yeah. get called for a penalty. I was like, that man's a dog after he <laughs> did that. I was like, yeah, buddy, because that was a good touchdown too. But I like Jalen Wright. That's a good. That's a good pick. It's a really good yeah. pick. I think. I think we. I think, I think we, this year. See, this is the one that. This is my one thing that I think might um, possibly derail. Joe Milton Heisman I think we're going to run a little bit more even though we were pretty balanced last year I think we might run the ball a little bit more this year we'll see right that that's going to be up to the O-line but I think it's possible I think I think that's a fair statement to say um you got three really good running backs there yeah uh Jabari Small Jalen Wright and then I think his name's Samson Dylan Samson Dylan Samson yep fake fan fake fan uh Dylan Samson He's a beast in the little time that we saw him last year. I think yeah. he's gonna. I think he's a beast, but he's not my breakout candidate. My breakout candidate is my favorite player on this team, and I've tweeted about him a little bit this year in the off season. I tweeted about him a lot last year. I am in love with Squirrel White. Oh, it's. I mean, the man's name is Squirrel. <laughs> like, I mean, that's not his real name, but he, he squirrel. You know, if that's not Tennessee, nothing is. Yeah. That is the epitome. Yeah, we got a little wide receiver, little buck tooth wide receiver that's nicknamed Squirrel. You know, <laughs> and and he's fast as lightning. I think he's going to fill Jalen Hyatt's shoes really well. Um, do I think he's going to win the Blunt Golf? No. But I think he's going to fill those shoes really well. And I think we're in for a big year from number 10 on the Tennessee offense. I think I think the year of the squirrel's coming. Uh, I like that. I, I'm big on squirrel. Um, what bowl, I, well, I obviously have Tennessee making the college football playoff. What, what bowl game did you have them in? What bowl game do you think they go to? You think it's uh, Orange Bowl again? Uh, I'll say Sugar Bowl. I think we Sugar. can make I think we'll make the sugar this year. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, the sugar would be nice. Um, It'd be sweet. I mean, it would be very sweet. I can put it in my coffee. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess we should dive into the week one preview. Let's do it. Just hit some games on week one. Um, talk about them for a little bit. Uh, currently going on right now, Florida is playing at Utah without Cam Rising. Um, the Utah quarterback is not playing today. Utah's still beating Florida. Uh, so I should tell you about how Florida's going to do this year. Um, but as far as Saturday goes, there's a couple of watchable games. Uh, a really good game Sunday and a decent game Monday night. Decent potential upset game Monday night. Uh, the slate kicks off 12 o'clock, Virginia against Tennessee in Nashville. Ball is favored by 28 points with an over-under of 58 and a half. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat, I think that's a pretty easy lock. Pretty easy lock that Tennessee is going to 
Tennessee's going to win by more than 28. I believe that. Uh, like I said, I think I don't, uh, people are already talking about Joe Milton, so I'm, I'm not going to say that this is like his coming out party. But I do think that Joe Milton has a really good game, and people are like, okay, the Heisman buzz. Heisman Joe builds up a little bit of momentum going into week two. Yeah, I could see this game going one of two ways. One, Virginia comes out inspired. This is going to be, you know, they've looked forward to this game ever since they had to cancel their last two games last year because of the tragedy of of having players murdered. Um, Right. And, you know, they're they're definitely, I think they come out inspired. I think they, you know, have been looking forward to this, getting back to playing football and playing a, a, a school that had such a good year last year. And, and I and I think that that could cause the game to be closer than maybe what the twenty eight point spread is at the end of the day. I, I don't think Tennessee will lose, uh, but I but I do think it could be more like a twenty point game or you know even fourteen or seventeen. It could be um, maybe you know because maybe maybe the game's well in control and then Joe Milton doesn't even play half of the third and the fourth and you know and Virginia scores. And it's Nico time. It could be Nico time. Virginia scores some points, maybe. I, I don't think we shut them out. Um, and, and so, anyway, I could see it going that way. The other side would be it's an absolute just slaughter. And, you yeah. know, we, we come out, we hit them hard, hit them fast, and we we put it out of reach by halftime. Joe doesn't even play the second half. I think he'd play a, uh, like a series <laughs> in the second yeah. half. And, but, but we just put the pedal down and, and don't look back. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. We could come out. You know, it's it's a new quarterback. We've got some changes on the offensive line. We could come out slow, um, but I, I do think at the end of the day, it'll be a comfortable win. Um, but I don't know. I <clears throat> part of me, the the battered vol in me, sees that. It's <laughs> like, oh gosh, I I just hope that it's not one of those games where we're sweating in the fourth because we've just let yeah. him hang around. You know. Uh, game's over by halftime, in my opinion. I hope. I, I, think, I hope. I think this is a beatdown. Um, Virginia's pretty bad, um, yeah. but I, I think Tennessee takes care of them. The first game in the Coach Prime era at Colorado, Deion Sanders with his son Shador being the quarterback at Colorado. Travis Hunter uh, is playing wide receiver and cornerback. If you remember, Travis Hunter was the, I think it was the number two prospect two years ago. Uh, went to Jackson State over like everywhere else. He was the first top five, top, I think it was like the first top 100 prospect to go to a HBCU. And then he left that HBCU to go with Coach Prime to Colorado. Uh, so I think Colorado over at TCU. Uh, TCU, 17th ranked. They're favored by 20 and a half points. With an over under at fifty nine point five, I think Colorado wins this game outright. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you realize that whole roster is brand new? Yep, I do. I do. <laughs> okay. and, All right. And I, I'm telling you, man. I still either people are going to think I'm a genius or they're going to think I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's just that's just it. I, I, I think. That Coach Prime, I think Dion, I think Shador, I, I think that whole roster coming, the majority of them coming from Jackson State, got a lot of other transfers from D1 schools. Yeah. Um, I, I just, and like I said, TCU lost a lot last year. Yeah. Max Duggan is not walking through that door. 
A lot of those defensive players are not walking through that door. I remember very distinctively watching that national championship game last year and seeing TCU's defense and just being junior, senior, junior, senior, junior, senior, junior, senior. I was like, damn, we're losing a lot next year. Yeah. And and they did. Now, the downside of that, of my point, is that Chandler Morris is the starting quarterback at TCU, and he was originally the starting quarterback last year before he got hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> Max Duggan, who was a Heisman finalist, really wasn't even the best quarterback on TCU's team last year. Um, so, all of this could blow up in my face, but I, I think Colorado wins. Okay. That's that's huge. I don't think there's any shot, but I will I will give you such props if we're back here talking next week and, and Colorado pulls that off. I mean, I, I think could it be closer than 20 and a half? Yeah, sure. But I just think, wow, you're breaking in a whole new team. It's not even the same team that they had in the spring game. No, they've lost a lot of guys even since <laughs> the spring game. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you got to go on a limb. I'm not on a limb. I'm not on an island by myself. And, you know, if I'm going to go down with a guy, if I'm going to go down on a mountain, I'm Deion Sanders Mountain is a good mountain to go down on. <laughs> Riding with Prime. I got gotcha. you. That's right. So, you know, hey, I'm going to ride with Coach Prime, and, and we'll see what happens. Um, it's the coolest game for any coach, so. It is. He's a cool guy. He's, he's probably the coolest coach in college football, I'd say. Um. West Virginia is going to Happy Valley to play at number seven Penn State. The Nittany Lions are favored by 20 and a half with an over-under at 53 and a half. Um, I think Penn State might win this game by like 53 points. Whoa! <laughs> I, think, I think Penn State's going to gonna, – there's not going to be any country roads singing for West Virginia uh, in Penn State because – West Virginia is pretty bad as well. Um, I don't think that they're going to be very good this year. And I, I do think Penn State is going to be pretty good. Um, I have them at two losses with Ohio State and Michigan being those two losses. But I could very easily see them knocking off one or both of those two teams. Um, but I think the Lions trying to take care of business on Saturday. Okay. I, uh, well, and I'm just going to I'm going to stop you because I'm looking at our I'm looking at our uh, outline here. And the next two games, I think, are going to be very interesting in terms of our pub dubs segment. Yep. So I don't want to go into those too much right now. Okay. I, let's let's hop over those and let, let's talk Clemson Duke, and then I think we get into pub dubs. Okay, let's do Clemson Duke. Uh, I like Duke to win. What? <laughs> I like Duke to win outright. <laughs> I do, man. I don't know. I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But remember at the very beginning of the show when I said this was like one of the most dud week ones that we've ever had? Yeah. I think people are going to look back on this week one and be like, that week one on paper was a dud, but it really just like wrecked some team season. And I think Clemson's going to show up to Duke favored by 13 points. And I think Duke is going to very easily cover that game. And I think that they're going to win. I, I don't know. It's all it, – it, Maybe it's the effect of the Orange Bowl last year, kind of like you. I just don't think that Clemson is going to be very good this year. Yeah. And I think – You don't think Cole Kendall. Kendall is going to like set hey, the world off? Hey, 
Cade Kublik is not the answer. I'm going to just tell you that right now, Clemson fans. He ain't the answer, okay? I had to listen to all this shit about him last year <laughs> being being the best quarterback he was. And then I'm at the Notre Dame Clemson game, and he comes in, and all the Clemson fans are on me like, oh, yeah, Cade Kublik, we're going to come back now. And what does he do? His first play, he throws a pick six. And I said, yeah, you got a bunch of idiots. Sit down. <laughs> um, and then he and then he starts the Orange Bowl against Tennessee, and he sucked. He, he sucked. I mean – I'm sorry, but he was not good. And we had a couple of guys sitting out that game. So it wasn't even our A-team a defense. And he just – he ain't it. Y'all, you should have had DJ. You should have kept DJ because Kid Klubnik, Kublik, whatever his name is, ain't it. He ain't it. So I, I, I agree with I you. I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to lose to Duke. But – I. I, I do think that Clemson will be exposed multiple times this year. I don't think it's going to happen week one. Um, but I, I, I would love it if you're right. I, I almost feel like this, the, like the uh, week preview segment is going to be just Kevin's crazy picks. Like that's, uh, for the most part, yeah. I'm looking I mean, forward to that. Listen, with my picks as crazy as they are, either I'm going to make a whole lot of money this year or I'm going to lose a whole lot of money this year one or the other wait we should tell people please don't put any money on any gambling site or make any bets based on what we say we don't know anything yeah i i am a bad gambler historically i do it for the fun i don't enjoy losing money but you know i enjoy having fun so sometimes that costs money uh but yeah you can ride my picks if you want to but don't come sliding my DMs when they're wrong because you're losing money too, buddy, and I'm losing money too. So don't speaking, ask me. Speaking of uh, being right and wrong and having fun, I think we are ready to make our picks in a segment that we are going to be calling the Pub Dubs. Pub Dubs, Kevin, baby. Evan, are you ready to lock in? I've got I've selected ten games. One of these doesn't matter anymore. I thought it would be closer by the time we got to it. Um, right. But uh, but we could eliminate that one. So uh, I did have Florida Utah on the list, but we'll just eliminate it unless we want to pick like a final score. But um, let's start. Let's actually just skip it. Let's take it off the list. Are you ready? To make your picks in the pub does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me lock them in. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I have my one lock of the week, too, by the way. But I'll okay. save that for the end. Oh, I think, okay, all right. You can do that at the end. All right, so we're going to start on Friday. We've got an interesting matchup. Stanford at Hawaii. Stanford favored by three. So Stanford is minus three in this game. Found it interesting because Hawaii got beat by Vanderbilt. And right. Vanderbilt sucks out loud. So... <laughs> If Stanford's only favored by three at Hawaii, Stanford must be god-awful. That's all I got to say. So, so Kevin, how do you feel about this close, as in the eyes of the of the experts in Vegas, this close matchup, Stanford at Hawaii? I like Hawaii outright. I think the, the Maui, the game's on the island. Um, the, the, the Maui wildfires. When you have a tragedy that typically ends up with – making the team that's involved with the tragedy play better and nine times out of ten they win. Um so I'm gonna roll with Hawaii to beat 
the lonely Hawaiian, Hawaiians, the mighty <laughs> rainbows. Yeah, the mighty rainbows. I like Hawaii, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go Hawaii in this one, too. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think Stanford's good, but it's just shocking to me. I mean, weren't they good not that long ago? What happened to Stanford? They were guess, in the Rose Bowl, I think, like four years ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess mean, there's, they weren't, they weren't bad. I guess there's a reason no conference wants you now. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on to Saturday, we got a big slate of games. Now we've got Virginia versus Tennessee at noon in Nashville. Now we're not going to pick this game. What we're going to do instead is do the over under. The over under is fifty six. Do you think? The total points in this game are going to be over or under 56. Tennessee by themselves scores more than 56. So I'm going to say over. Okay, so we're both going to say over on that one. At some point, we're going to have to disagree. We'll see. We will. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) Next on the list, we've got Fresno State at Purdue. Purdue is minus three and a half. How are you feeling about this one? Um, ooh, this is a tough one. I like I like Purdue to cover the spread of three and a half. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like Purdue covering the three and a half points. I, do I have a reason? No, I don't. But I just <laughs> feel that's that's the, that's the play. I, I think you're right. I think. Three and a half seems like easy money to me. Again, don't bet any money on anything we're saying, but three and a half is very generous. I would put money on Purdue in that game to definitely win with the points. Um, Next on the list, we've got Cal at North Texas. Cal, with a brand new field, is going away from home in week one to play at North Texas, and they are favored. It's Cal minus six and a half. What do you, what do you think, Kevin? Cal's going to be booty cheeks this year. They're going to be <laughs> bad. Um, six and a half to North Texas. I'll take North Texas to cover that. I'll take North Texas covering the six and a half points. I think okay, that game is like a three-point game. Win. No, 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 not outright, okay. but I think it's three-point okay. game. North Texas to cover. I'm going to say I'm going to take North Texas to win. I love it, man. Give me a dog. I like the yeah. dogs. I do think Cal's going to be terrible. Um, I still hold hatred in my heart for the game that I actually attended when I went to Cal. Tennessee played at Cal, and I had to sit there amongst all those morons and listen to them cheer on the Cal Bears while Tennessee yeah. laid an egg. Hurt my heart. Yeah, that's uh, wasn't Jeremy Macklin right? He was at Cal, was he not? Was that the same? Jeremy yeah. Macklin. Yeah, I think you're right. I yep. think it was. It was. It was Jeremy Macklin. It was either him or Tavon Austin that just ran. Uh, or they had a kick return touchdown for, against us, correct? Oh, I think it was. T- now that you say that, I think it might have been Tavon Austin. That I think good. it was Tavon Austin. Jeremy Macklin went to Missouri. It was Tavon yeah. Austin. Yeah. So, Pull anyway. that from the archives, baby. I want Texas to stomp them out. Okay. Um Moving on, we've got University of Texas San Antonio at Houston. University of Texas San Antonio favor that they've got the minus two on this one. They get the they get the uh, the nod. What do you think, Kevin? Uh, it's at Houston. I don't yeah. I don't like to bet against home doggies, so I'm going to go with Houston. Houston to cover the point and a half. Houston outright. 
I know it's a crazy wild bet to say Houston outright when they're a one point one and a half point underdog, or, but I'm going to say uh, Houston gets it done at home. UTSA is pretty good, though. I mean, they did finish season ranked, I think, like 25th last yeah. year. Um, so they're pretty good. I, I believe we play them this year, too. We do. And actually, because of that, I want them to boost UT's strength of schedule, and I'm going to pick University of Texas San Antonio to yeah. win that game. Yeah. See, my narrative of UT playing for the national championship needs UTSA to win. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so this next game I think is very interesting. We've got North Carolina versus South Carolina in Charlotte. And I know you had this on your week one preview. So last year, South Carolina finished strong, beating Tennessee and Clemson. Shane Beamer on a high. But North Carolina looking to to reload and, and come back strong. So, Evan, what do you think about this one? I hate South Carolina, dude. <laughs> I mean, I hate them. I love the city of Charleston. I know South Carolina, the University of South Carolina is not in Charleston, but I do love the city of Charleston. Aside from that, I hate everything else in South Carolina. Y'all can truly just kick rocks for all I care. Um, you hurt Hendon Hooker. You took the Heisman away from him. You're just a bunch of assholes. I don't like you. In fairness, uh-huh. that was a non-contact injury, but okay. <laughs> I know. And we wore those atrocious orange helmets. Against oh, I loved them. I love the orange helmets. I wish they Did had... You- had- I wish they had had a script balls on the side instead of the power T. I think that would have been cool. And I wish they'd been matte instead of shiny. But did you love when we lost in the orange helmet? I don't care. I'm not superstitious <laughs> like that. I want them. I want the orange helmets. to. It makes me mad that people like on the message boards are like, never wear those things again because we love. I'm like, no, screw it. Wear it and beat somebody really bad. Um, I like <laughs> the alternates. UTSA. Yeah, I like the alternates. I'm a fan. Okay, okay. Uh, if I would like to see them get a win in the orange helmets, that would be nice. Um, this game, though, I think North Carolina beats South Carolina and just strictly because I don't want to pick South Carolina. Um, I think South Carolina is probably the better team. I think – I don't know, though. Drake May is still at North Carolina. He's, he's still a really good quarterback. I don't think that Spencer Rattler – Spencer Rattler is like the biggest enigma in college football. He's either going to go on a heater and be like he was the last three games of the season last year for South Carolina, or he's going to have six touchdown passes and seven SEC games. You know, I mean, it's the guy has it. He can do it. He's good enough. He showed that against Tennessee last year. He showed that against Clemson last year at He's just such a hit or miss guy. He's a head case. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to roll with Drake May in North Carolina to win yeah. that game. I'm going SEC bias in this one. I, I just think um, South Carolina, not that I think SEC has to win every game, and I don't root for the SEC in every non conference game just because they're SEC. Uh, I think North Carolina is a strong team. I think they do have a shot. I mean, obviously, the experts think they're going to win it in Charlotte, but. I mean, South Carolina did show me a little something at the end of the year last year. They and and when they get the offense rolling, they're pretty good. So I, I'm going to go South Carolina, and again, this gives us another divergent pick, and I'm all about That's that. That's right. Yeah, baby. 
I like the opposites attracting, opposites going against each other here. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be cheering for the Tar Heels on Saturday. All right, all right. What's well, my last game? You know, we have one more. Wait, no, we've got uh, we got three more. Three more. Oh, sorry. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the last one on Saturday. So we've got yeah. South Alabama at Tulane. I, basically, what I did is I picked the games that I picked were all um, point spreads were less than seven. So okay, okay. Yeah, so this is another one. South Alabama at Tulane. Tulane minus six and a half. What do you think? I like the the green wave to cover that. Tulane. Uh, Tulane's good. Tulane's Tulane's good. Uh, they beat USC last year. Yeah. <laughs> Tulane's good. I don't know why they're only favored by such a by less than a touchdown. I believe that that is. Vegas trying to give out some free money before the season starts. Um, or, I mean, before the season really gets going. So, I'm running with Tulane to cover the six and a half. Perfect. I, I'm with you on that one. I think I think Tulane's a good football program. And they're at home. And right. season opener. I know South Alabama, you know, they're a team that, that always fields a, a strong um, competitive team. But, but I do think Tulane have control of that one. I think they probably win pretty easily. And I think they're wearing their teal jerseys too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. Yeah. Love the teal. I think those are beautiful jerseys. Yeah. Now we're moving on to Sunday. We're starting early. Northwestern at Rutgers. I picked this one because of <laughs> Freezing Gate um, at Northwestern. I, I can't imagine. Rutgers is favored by six and a half in this game. I just, I don't know. I think this is wild. But what, what do you, what do you think is going to happen in this one? I think these are the two, like probably the two worst teams in the nation. <laughs> Somebody's got to win. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a hell of a week one game. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Rutgers because I, <laughs> I don't know how how Northwestern can get a win this. Like this, given all that they've had to go through this off season, so yeah. and it's at Rutgers, correct? It is. Yeah, yeah. Jersey. Uh, I think. The, I think. I think Rutgers wins. Yeah, I'm. I'm going with you on this one. We're not. We're not going to disagree. Rutgers. I, I think there's been a lot of distractions at Northwestern. Who Who knows what's going on there? Um, but you know. I, I think for this freshman class, their hazing is losing at Rutgers. Welcome yeah, to college well, football. We're going to be doing a lot of losing, I think, this year. <laughs> Badly. Um, and now, get to probably the best game of the week. Yeah, LSU this is my favorite game. Versus Florida State in Orlando. LSU minus two and a half, which I think is a little wild. LSU is going to be missing one of the running backs. Um, but... Last year, Florida State won in a squeaker. So, how's it going to shake out, Kevin? All knows, baby. All knows. I think LSU being ranked number five is wild. (laughs) Wild. I I understand that they beat Alabama. Okay? I get that. And they didn't get blown out by Georgia in the SEC Championship. I get that, too. But I want... Like the voters who voted them number five to go back and watch how the Tennessee offense eviscerated 
that defense in the first half. The game was over by halftime. I mean, Tennessee could have very easily scored 70 in Death Valley. And I wish we could the pedal because they're nice guys. Josh Heupel was a nice guy and, and took his foot off the pedal. But LSU is not good. Uh, they're not top five good. I'll tell you that right now. They're not top five good. And I think Florida State is. I think the game being in Orlando is a obvious home foot advantage for Florida State. Um, I like Florida State in this one. I like them outright. I like them. I like the reverse spread, actually. I like Florida State by two and a half. <laughs> yeah. More than that, actually. I kind of. I kind of think Florida State wins this one by like a touchdown. I don't think it's as close as last year's game was. I think you're right. I think I think Florida State outclasses them this year. I don't think LSU is all that. I don't think Brian Kelly is all that personally. Um, and again, in order for my narrative to move forward, I need Florida State to win this game. So, right. yeah. So let's get Florida State. Let's go. Uh, I'll have I'll say on behalf of Casey, let's go Knowles in that one. And uh, right. we'll see. Now, okay, I so I don't think that I don't think we'll have a tie, but let, let's just say let's say we end up with a tie. I put the Clemson and Duke game here kind of as a joke. So I was like, well, let's just do the over under and let's say like, you know, we'll, we'll try to pick, you know, the closest to the total score and that'll be the tiebreaker. Uh, but you flat out pick Duke. That I being the case, pick I'm picking. Clemson, so I don't think we need to pick the score. <laughs> yeah, I flat out am rolling with Duke. I I like the Dukies, baby. Um, I feel like Dick Vitale right there. I like the Dukies, baby. The Dukies, baby. Uh, but I do. It's just something about them this year. Uh, not so much them, but more Clemson. <laughs> yeah, something about Clemson just makes me want to pick Duke. So I'm rolling with Duke. I like Duke mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> The Duke, the Duke's Manning Bowl. I believe that's what that's what that's what they usually in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Those are the pub dubs of the week. Now we will review the record next week. And I say, you know, we, we build on it every week. We just we we do this cumulatively, and we try to see how bad you can beat me by the end of the year. I'm sure you're going to do better than me. I, I don't have any confidence that I'm going to win this contest, but. We'll see. Don't give me that reverse psychology. Shit. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> um, I, 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 we'll see how I feel after week one. I mean, I straight up just called out Colorado winning in a game full of random players together. Duke beating a team that was in the Orange Bowl. I mean, either I'm going to look really smart or I'm going to look like an idiot. That's why I said a lot today, but it's it's the truth. So. <laughs> All will be revealed as the yep. season goes on. The beautiful thing that we love called college football. Um, but I'm glad that we, we were able to do this. I hope that you guys uh, enjoyed it. I hope that you can play along with your pub dubs. Um, keep track of, you know, what we've got. You can, you can ride us or you can tail us, whatever you want. Um, yeah. But don't get mad at us if we cost you money because nobody said to do it. Don't do it. Don't. Responsibly. Don't lay down any money with our <laughs> advice, please. Please bet responsibly. I don't want to have anybody, you know, 
tax people coming at me saying that I got to go out taxes or something like that because I gave you bad financial advice or something. I don't want to go to jail. So just leave my name out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a, a fun season, dude. I think it's going to be a very fun year. Going to be a fun season. And I think this is going to be a fun show. And and just so people know, we, we focus this episode on college football. We're going to be talking all kinds of sports as we go on. This is this is basically like your barroom sports chat. It's week one of college football, so of course that's where the focus is going to be. But as we go on, as the show goes on, we're going to touch all kinds of sports. We're fans of it all. If there's a score, if there's a winner, this is why soccer doesn't count, then we definitely like yep. that sport. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and we'll, you know, we'll have some fun with it. And, and apparently we're going to be drinking moonshine because this is officially moonshine and scoreboards, moonshine and scoreboards, baby. So enjoy your moonshines, watch the scoreboards, check out, uh, check us out, you know, um, and get ready for next week. We'll be back next week with another show. Like Justin said, it's, it's not always going to be about college football. Um, I've got plenty of hot takes about the New York Yankees get off my chest uh so those will be fired off as well uh but yeah we hope you guys enjoy it um and just hop on with the ride yeah we're happy to have you thanks for listening um subscribe tell some friends come back next week and uh, we'll have a place for you at the bar yes sir and plenty of moonshine plenty of moonshine yes sir all right have a good night everybody bye-bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Moonshine and Scoreboards. Moonshine and Scoreboards is a Tri-M production and is hosted by Kevin Scott, Landon Doan, and Justin Krutzinger. Our engineer is Joe the Engineer. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Podcast, or anywhere you get your podcast. You can email us at moonshineandscoreboards at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, and come back next week for all of the fun, the games, the moonshine, and of course, the scoreboards. (laughs) 